got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of a defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Oh, and he was absolutely knocked back into that tweet by Atwood. David Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to another edition of the Bath Rugby Plug Podcast. The rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. Happy New Year, Bath fans, and Happy New Year, Tom and Charlie. My name is Gabriel. Welcome to uh, 2019, lads. Very, very happy to be here, Gabriel. And with a nice win under the belt, doesn't it feel good? New Year, a new Bath, I'd say. Tom, how are you feeling, mate? Still uh, a few, uh, still a little bit of traces of a hangover from New Year. Or are, you, are you feeling fresh? Yeah, feeling feeling pretty jaded after what's been, uh, you know, a pretty heavy uh, Christmas period as it often is. But um, definitely a good Christmas period for for Bath and uh, coming into 2019 with uh, with high hopes. Yeah, so apologies, uh, first of all, for, for coming to you uh, a couple of days later than, than we usually do. Uh, a few logistical uh, and technical issues to, to sort out. That's, that's how I describe them. <laughs> Technically wrong with our bodies being probably too hungover. <laughs> yeah, we're finally feeling ready enough to, to sit down for, for 45 minutes and not be in a, in a darkened room lying down. So um, anyway, boys, let's, let's get down to the rugby uh, and, and another win. Uh, two on the bounce now. It, it, Against two sides that are close to us in the table, Charlie. What what have you put the the what do you put the win down to uh, on on Sunday uh, against Leicester? I think we just looked like a we just looked like a, a newly spirited team. We had so much bite about us. We really we were really up for it, and uh, you could see it meant so much to the guys. And uh, defence again, perfectly sound. Uh, didn't didn't give away any easy meters. And you look at that back line that they had out. You know, uh, Youngs, Ford, Tamua, Tuolangi, just to name a few. Oh, and obviously Johnny May. Uh, you know, all international stars. Uh, and so it's a, uh, it's really, really impressive that we could carry on that defence uh, into uh, in, into another week. Uh, they scored their one try, obviously from that from that little kick over the top. But otherwise, it was all Bath. Um, probably could have taken some more opportunities on our part, but great to get the win. And I thought it was a very, very impressive performance. Tom, what did you make of the the defence this week? Uh, again, another defensively strong performance, I think. Yeah, very very strong in defence, and um, you know we we we've spoken about a lot this season. This style of play that we're going for, you know, the power game based on set piece with uh, with really strong defence. I think um, you know just the power of the pack, uh, you know, fronting up in defence this week was really good, and um, we didn't let Leicester have a sniff, particularly in the first half, um, and starting finally to show a little bit more composure. You know, Charlie, you mentioned the, the missed opportunities there and we probably should have uh, put the game to bed in that first half. But, um, you know, we are starting to, to take these opportunities um, when, it, when it matters. And that's ultimately translating into, into points. And, you know, we're fifth in the table now. Suddenly mm. it feels like we're sort of out of this relegation battle a little bit. And stuff can change very quickly. But um, I think we should be looking upwards um, as opposed to downwards, sort of going into 2019 now. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, guys, in terms of in terms of the defence. Uh, their only try coming from a, a defensive lapse uh, in, in kind of the back three. Uh, not really sure whose fault that was. But um, apart from that, in terms of the, the defence on the game line um, against their backs and against their forwards, I thought we were magnificent again. Uh, and definitely a few individuals who stood out uh, who we'll come on to later. Um, Charlie, what did you what did you make of, of, of our attack uh, this week? Tom, you mentioned that you think we're taking our chances slightly more. Um, do you think we're, you're seeing a bit more progression in, in our attack, uh, not just our defence, mate? Yeah, definitely. And I think the game management had a had a significant part to play in that. Uh, we played the game in the right areas of the field, which allowed us to play that bolstering, uh, bolstering physical uh, attacking game that we're seeing more and more in Bath's game. Uh, just a little stat on that. Uh, at half-time, opposition uh, phases in the opposition's 22, Bath 40 phases, Leicester 0. So that just gives you yeah. an idea of... Uh, of, of, of where the game was being played, and uh, we looked after the ball so much better, I thought, which allowed us, uh, which allowed us to you know, come away with points at, at the end of the day. But uh, you know, a couple of interesting moments. Uh, some Leicester fans may be a bit aggrieved with the tries we did score. Um, I don't know. There are definitely some talking points to be had there. Yeah, but. I think we'll come on to to JP Doyle's uh, refereeing performance slightly later on in the podcast, mate. I think there definitely are some talking points, and uh, on both sides, that uh, people can uh, fans can probably uh, feel slightly disappointed. One thing on on the game management, I think what helped with that as well was was our discipline. Certainly in the first half, and I know the penalty count did even itself out slightly um, in the second half, which is perhaps another reflection on the way JP refereed the game. But certainly in the first half. Um, once they'd scored their try, it was all Bath. And, and that, that was uh, also down to, to not just really strong defence and game management, but also uh, an improvement in our discipline, which is something uh, I certainly feel has improved in our game yeah, uh, only, as the season's gone on. Only one penalty given away in that first half. So really, really impressive on that front. Yeah, exactly. Tom, uh, do you agree with that, mate? Yeah. Completely dominant in all areas of the game, aside from that early try um, from Johnny May. I would just say on the on that though, you know, we didn't really manage to convert all those phases in the 22, all that all that territory in possession. You know, first 18 minutes, 43% of the game was played in the Leicester 22, mm. um, and yet we only went into the into the halftime break eight points up at at 15-7. So um, yeah, I think we, we did come close, um, but still we are just slightly lacking that that um, that killer instinct when we do get. Um, you know, towards the towards the Leicester towards the Leicester line or towards the opposition line. So um, we are moving in the right direction with that, but I think just a little bit more of that of that cutting edge for me would be would would be make me feel a little bit more comfortable. I think. Yeah, I think I think we did see it um, with with the especially with the McConaughey try. You know, that that's a sort of uh, play that I, I think they were really really looking to to continue with. You know, it was lovely lovely uh, forward play, and then and then the quick hands from from Burns and, and Max Wright, and a brilliant finish from McConaughey. And that that was um, perhaps the standout for me in terms of our attack, with our other two tries coming from from slightly closer range. Um, what did you make of our, our three tries, Charlie? Which one did you which one did you enjoy most, mate? Oh, definitely that um, Roy McConaughey try it was absolutely fantastic and uh, his, his awareness to know exactly where the line was and the you know the surprising strength to uh, to defend off uh, Ellis Genge he's obviously a weighty bloke uh, so yeah that was that was a fantastic uh, uh, fantastic one to watch but uh, otherwise it's it's always nice seeing seeing the big boys uh, crash over from uh, from close range and uh, I there's as, as you say Tom there 
uh, we should have taken more of those opportunities. Um, and we're going we're gonna to have to, if we do really want to make sure we stay up this end of the table, uh, because some better teams might have a bit bit more to, to throw back at us. Yeah, he's he's wiry, isn't he, McConaughey? I think I think that's the thing about him. And 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 you know, I mentioned Lawrence Lalio a couple of weeks ago, who and this week he's described twenty-seven-year-old Rory McConaughey as young Rory McConaughey as he as he flashed down the touchline at the wreck. And I think you know maybe maybe that's a reflection on, on Delalio's research, or maybe a reflection on on the pace of uh, the pace of McConaughey. <laughs> oh, give it a rest. This is twenty nineteen. <laughs> give the man give the man a clean slate. Uh, Tom, which of the three tries did, did you enjoy most? Yeah, I, I think it had to be the McConaughey one. Uh, sorry, sorry to be boring, that. So you know, I normally like the sort of the forward tuck out of the jumper uh, tries, but it was a brilliant finish, and I think tipped off sort of uh, you know a season for him that is going so well. He's, he's he's shown himself not only to be very good, you know, finishing and beating defenders as we expected, um, given that he was a, a sevens player. But also just that composure, and again, he showed under the high ball um, how how good he was. Um, Charlie, I think you actually mentioned we, we were watching the game together. I think you actually mentioned that with everyone fit, i.e., Rocket Aguni, Anthony Watson, and Dokken Asiga, that you would start uh, McConaughey ahead of ahead of uh, of uh, Rocket Aguni. Is that is that right? Yeah, that is true. Uh, I I I think it, you'll you'll all agree with me that Rocket Aguni isn't having. His, the the seasons that he's had in times gone by, he's, he's he's as you've mentioned, Tom, that he's lost that yard of pace, perhaps due to, perhaps due to his injury or just he's getting on a bit. Um, and I, I've been so impressed with Rory McConaughey. I think uh, he makes those real hard those hard yards when he has a man on him. He'll still make a good you know, ten meters. He's got a fantastic leg drive, and his his, his agility and ability to evade players is just is fantastic. Uh, and I think. We're going to have to take a step back, and perhaps Rocco Aguni's reputation might have to take the back seat. Yeah, only two tries this calendar year for well, last well, calendar not year. Not this calendar year, yeah. Last <laughs> calendar year, 2018 for for Um And if you compare that to to former Bath winger Matt Banahan's nine tries, given that Banahan is no longer at the club and hasn't been since last year. Um, I think that, that 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 does show that the slight drop off uh, in Rocket Aguini's performance, but I I'd be wary not to write him off just yet. I think there are still uh, we still have many more years. I mean, I certainly hope so, given he signed a new deal earlier this season. I think there still is is life in, in Rocket Aguini, and I wouldn't write him off just yet, lads. I and I do agree with McConaughey um, having a, a, a brilliant season, but I think Rocket Aguini will be back, uh, and he'll be back as good as ever. I reckon yeah. on. On form is what I'm saying mm. now. Oh, you know, no. there's, there's there's no <laughs> doubt that the Rocket is a phenomenal player and he can do some phenomenal things. But I think the without doubt the form the form winger has got to be uh, it's got to be McConaughey on that on that yeah. front. Yeah, McConaughey certainly another outstanding performance, guys. And let's move on to the individual performances now. Then Tom, uh, who else uh, stood out for you um, uh, on an, on an individual basis against Leicester? So I think I think there were a lot of standouts. Um, I mentioned I tweeted that before the game and, and said how important I thought the sort of the back row contest would be, and I think that did sort of come to fruition. Um, I think Francois Lowe um, in particular, well not, not in particular, but I think Francois Lowe did have a have a really good game. I've spoken over the last few weeks about um, us potentially lacking a ball carrier um, in that back row and, and potentially wanting to see Zap Zap Mercer come back into the into the starting 15 but um yeah his his performance in attack was was outstanding you know 
18 carries for four, two clean breaks, three defenders beaten and, and two offloads. Really impressive performance by him at number eight. And we also got, you know, that the turnover ability and, and, and the tackling um, that we always get from Francois Lowe. So, um, yeah, I think he, uh, he certainly proved me wrong um, this week with his performance at, at number eight. I thought he was... Uh... Mm. Yeah. Charlie, well, what did you make uh, of Francois Lowe's performance? Yeah, well, I, I, sorry, I think we've got you back now there, Tom. Uh, I, I agree, it was really impressive. But what I thought was most impressive was uh, he's shown us all that, you know, Tokyo, uh, Tokyo Olympics, he could be in the 110 metre hurdles, couldn't he? <laughs> I mean, South Africa, they, they, they might be short in that, in that department. So I think he, he's, he's definitely got, got some hurdling, uh, hurdling ability about him. He's out of contract at the end of the season. Maybe he's always looking to, to broaden his horizons athletically, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I, you know, it was, it, I was really, really impressed with, uh, with, with his hurdling technique. And, uh, you know, Ellis Genge is probably about the size of a hurdle. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> see what he's like over 110 metres. Who else did uh, you thought had a standout game, uh, Charlie, aside from, from future hurdling star Francois Lowe? Well, uh, it's probably going to be a boring one, but it was man of the match. Uh, you know, debatable who was the man of the match. There were lots of standout players, but Will Chudley, I thought, was was fantastic. I can hear a little grunt coming from Gabriel <laughs> as I say that. Um, but uh, I thought he looked really dangerous. Uh, you know, around the fringes as well. Uh, he was. He, he was. He, I think he was one of the one of the major, you know, heartbeats if you like behind our attack. Uh, and I thought the halfbacks. Worked really well together. You know, his kicking out of hand was 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 very good, uh, and I was just really really impressed with with, with the way he was playing. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Charlie did have did have a good game, and he's certainly um having having a a, a decent season for us. Um, one guy that I, I'd I'd pick out uh, as a standout, uh, and I think we all agreed with this as as we watched the game together, um, lads. I think it was Tom Ellis again. Uh, I think I said this for for about a month now about Tom Ellis's performances. Um, I thought he was he was outstanding again, and he's really you know, he's still a young guy. Uh, I think he's still, he's twenty four. I think he's really starting to to develop into the player that that um, and, and fulfil his potential that I think the coaches uh, have known for a while that he's had. And I think this season um, with with the injuries that that we've had and and now have got again, guys, which we'll come on to later. I think he he is becoming a vital a vital cog in that back row and in that. Team team uh, not just in terms of his performances but I think as well in terms of his, his leadership um, I think it's really uh, something that we're starting to, to see uh, in Tom's uh, performances and I thought he was outstanding again uh, Tom our Tom um, who, who, who you've you've perhaps said hasn't had uh, as strong performances as, as I've believed in past weeks what did you make of, of Ellis's performance this week yeah I think Tom Ellis played really well and for me, he would have been he would have been man of the match actually over over Will Chudley. I think what we saw from Tom Ellis this week that maybe we haven't seen as much was his uh, his jumping ability in the lineout. The lineout functioned really well um, against Leicester. We were fifteen lineouts out of fifteen, um, and he jumped I think for sort of four of the first five of those those lineouts. So um, yeah, that was really encouraging to see. So that's uh, Francois Lowe going for the for the 110 meter hurdles, and and maybe uh, Tom Ellis going for the high jumper at the Tokyo Olympics, guys. So Bath will have to be in the market for a back row if all that comes true. He actually was a high jumper, you know. Was it? Yeah, yeah, he was actually a high jumper. So that's probably where 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 his um uh, where his line out abilities come from. Uh, brilliant performance by by both those guys. Anyone else you want to pick out, Charlie, as a standout? I think there are a, a number of um Bath players uh, stood out this week. 
Yeah, there was quite a few. Uh, I'm actually going to go for someone who impressed off the bench when he came on. And uh, Gabriel, you, you've started to have a have a bit of a love affair with him, I think. Is uh, Cooper Vuna? He's someone who who takes after your your build, uh, if you like. Uh, slightly more of a paunch than we see on uh, on most professional rugby players and I, I do love that about him but I thought he was he was really powerful for such a small guy he came on and he he, he can he can beat people in a phone box almost which is uh, which is amazing and he's he's got a strong fend on him and uh, he's, he's a valuable guy to have uh, and I think a really good impact player we saw what he did against uh, against Leinster uh, when uh, setting up that try for um, Joe Thokonasiga. So uh, I just wanted to give him a him a little shout out. Yeah, I think that was uh, the, the try you're referring to was was against Sale. But yeah, oh Sale, sorry, yeah, sorry. that's right. He, um, yeah, yeah, I think certainly after the Christmas break, I think there there's a, there's some similarities uh, in the way that he played. He he played on uh, on Sunday, and the way I'll be playing when I God dreading it. I I turn out again for Old Sulians next week this weekend. Oh, I thought well, that, speaking of Leinster, I think. When he came on, it was reminiscent of uh, Tad Furlong. Help about three or four blokes basically threw them to the ground, uh, including Campisi Matthew. Tom, we seem to have just lost him there slightly. Um, so sorry about that just then, but uh, I'm sure it was very insightful, and we'll have to we'll have to catch up with that after the pod. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I- Let's move on to, to, we've mentioned it a couple of times uh, previously on the podcast, uh, and, and I think uh, certainly Jordan Murphy came out after the game, was pretty disappointed uh, about the um, the performance of J.P. Doyle. But I think equally, if if if, um, if we'd lost, I think Todd could to certainly have picked Tarzan's performance as well. I think there are a number of, of decisions which, which certainly um, ha- had you scratching your head, Charlie. Uh, what did you make of, of JP's performance? Do you think he um, had a big had had a, a really big impact on us winning the game, or do you think uh, there were decisions both ways? I think there were definitely some points we made, and uh, Tom, you'll enjoy this. I think that Jordan Gold, Frankincense, and Murphy <laughs> will uh, be a bit aggrieved with some of the refereeing decisions. Um, Oh, so you have to oh, listen yeah, back man. to last week's Christmas podcast to uh, to get that reference. But uh, yeah, there were definitely some points to be made. Um, Jamie Roberts was probably a double movement, uh, and you know, arguably some of the def- uh, some of the, the defense did go off their feet for the Nathan Cat try uh, at the phase before. But uh, I think the decisions went both ways. Uh, he he it wasn't he wasn't particularly unfair on one team but uh i don't think a look look back at it as his as his as his strongest refereeing performance but tom what did you make of jp on sunday yeah i think he was equally uh, poor for both sides i think it did sort of eat itself out um to a great extent like you know you talk about the bath tries but i, I to be honest think that the francois low uh, sort of hurdling try we've called it potentially could have been allowed because I don't think Ellis Genge was in the at all to make arms about how we potentially should have got um, all five points um, against Leicester um, I think that would have been fortunate because I do think those those two tries that, that even are are questionable um, but but yeah I mean we, I think it was the right result um, overall though 
Yeah, I think um, I think JP didn't have his best game, but um, you know we we've all had uh, podcasts where where we've probably not been on on our best performance, and certainly the players have had uh, games when they've not been on the best performance. So so it happens, uh, uh, and let's move on from that, guys, um, and let's move on to to the end of the game now, uh, and a real show of um, show of uh, what's the what's the white word? A real show of ambition, I think, for, from Bath when when we got the penalty when the clock was in the red uh, and smashed it down. The field uh, in the uh, in the in the hope of getting the the fourth try and 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 therefore the the um, the full five points uh, despite the fact that that Leicester were only seven points behind us and and, and if they turned over could have got the length gone the length uh, and done the draw um, we also only had uh, some some opposing views when we watched it live I'm just wondering if we we still still feel the same uh, now now we've got slightly sober heads uh, and have watched the game again Charlie what did you make of that decision uh, do you think it was the right one uh, to go for the corner yeah to go for the corner well I think uh, I I, I I was personally felt like we should have just taken the win and, and kicked it out. But uh, I think looking back on it, it was definitely, I, I, I was a bit nervous worrying about uh, a Freddie Burns or James Wilson interception as we have seen over, <laughs> over recent months. But um, uh, I, I think, I think, Going for the extra extra bonus point is definitely definitely the right call actually in hindsight. Uh, and when it was going going a bit tits up at the end there, uh, it's good of Cooper Vuna to kick it out. Yeah, I I, I mean I, at the time I, I absolutely loved the call and and I still absolutely love it now. I think I think that that sort of ambition is it, just what I like to see. Um, we need to get into the top four and all the points are going to be absolutely vital. You know, if we got that if we got that. Um, that fourth try and the five points, we'd be equal on points with Harlequins uh, in the top four, and and that level of ambition and, and just just backing your 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 guys' skills uh, uh, and the kick from from James Wilson was was absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal. Yeah. You know, put us five meters out. That sort of ambition that he showed, um, I, I really liked it. I'm, I'm not sure if if Todd was 100 percent on board with it. He seemed to be uh, tearing tearing his uh, silver fox locks out when we went for it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really loved it. Uh, Tom, what did what did you make? of the decision to, to go for it at the end there yeah I, I think looking back um, it was the right call to, to kick to the corner um, I do think though that when the ball <clears throat> started to sort of um, lose a bit of its structure and you know all the players are on the sideline uh, shouting at Cooper Vuna to, to get it off the park I think that potentially was the right call because the last thing we want there is a penalty a penalty against us yeah, I, I think Potentially a bit too much has been made of this sort of the last couple of minutes, though, that we had lots of opportunities sort of within the second half. I'm thinking particularly of, you know, when we were camped on, on their line and, and Brendan O'Connor got those, those, those two turnovers. I think we did have a lot of opportunities to get that fourth try. So, um, yeah, obviously, I think showed good ambition to go for it at the end. Uh, but it, I think we should have had it already sort of tied up uh, prior to that, to be honest. Yeah, you're definitely right, Tom. Uh if you're fighting for a game in 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 the in the last couple of minutes, uh, or fighting, well, not for the game, we we had the game, but um, if you're fighting for that final try, there was definitely opportunities that went squandered uh, earlier on. It's a uh, it's it's not just down to that final minute, um, but uh, the the way you do have to look at it with the rules now that you you can go for touch off a penalty, uh, it makes that those final minutes, you know, actually quite 
quite dangerous, you know, as an opposition team as well. Because as you say, had had Leicester won a penalty from that from that mall, they can then kick the ball and they they'll they'll be up in our half again. It's not like they have to play from their own half as it was uh, back in the day. Yeah, I think that 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 new addition to that rule has been really good. I think I like uh, it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think at the time, yeah, looking back on the old rule, I think it was a bit bit, bit ridiculous to be fair. Um, but I I, lo- I love the call and 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 I I think we did have opportunities to go for it. But I think once once the mall kind of broke down. Uh, to then have to go from it from about 15 metres out with our backs, I think that would have been silly. So I think go for it with the mall. If the mall breaks down, uh, kick it out. And I think we did absolutely the right thing. Um, and I think just just on that, I think the atmosphere at the wreck, uh, we weren't there, but it sounded absolutely fantastic um, against our old rivals, Leicester. And I think that that may have even played a part. You know, I think the crowd were all wanting them to go for it. And and I think we, 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 did, it, we did the right thing. And, and we have questioned at time, you know, the, the leadership and, and maybe, you know, some of the decisions at the end of games for Bath have, have been a bit um, a bit strange uh, and perhaps not having one lead on the field. But I, th- I think we got that one right. Um, so uh, uh, a, a good win for us then, guys. Um, and that's two wins on the bounce and, and up to fifth place. So, so, so let's uh, kind of uh, evaluate the season. We're halfway through the, the Premiership season. Uh, and, and Tom, what, what, what would be your, your overall, perhaps give, give a mark out of 10 uh, for the season so far uh, and a reason for that mark? Um, it's interesting because we are fifth in the table but we have spent a lot of time um, on this podcast um, you know frustrated and sort of ruining the losses um, and the draws that we that we have had um, I'll go I'll go for a six out of ten um, you know it is still very tight in the premiership we've seen how quickly um, it can change um, and so you know we're not immune from a couple of defeats and suddenly being uh, being being down the table again also, the Champions Cup um, probably should have been in with a shot. Been in with a shot. Sorry, um, at this point in the season, obviously uh, the, the loss to to, to lose um, at home is the one that the one that stands out there. So um, yeah, I think feeling positive in that we are doing well in the Premiership and now we are focusing a hundred percent on that competition. Um, but also there is an element of sort of what could have been um, as well. So I'll go. I'll go for six out of ten. I think. And I'd probably reiterate what you've just said there as well, Tom. It's it's been very disappointing some of the losses we had, and we 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 are on a high now. We've we've come off the back of two good wins, uh, so it's easy to forget about everything that's happened this season. But you look back, there was uh, that agonising loss uh, to our local rivals, Bristol, uh, the first game of the season. Uh, then the complete turnaround in in performance, but then again losing. Losing out on on on, the, on that result against Gloucester at home, uh, another local another local derby, and just coming away with the draw, it seemed very disappointing. We've let quite a few points slip through our fingers, so uh, I you know if I'm going to give it a mark, it'd be it'd be around that 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 six slash seven. You you've got to take into account we are in fifth, uh, and it has been a very competitive league, but uh, we we we're yet I feel we we're yet to really turn over a really good team. Uh, mm. I feel we, we we haven't actually managed to, to beat one of these these uh, one of the good teams in the league. You know, Exeter 
you could argue that was that was another performance that we we, we let slip through our grasp and you know, a potential win that's gone down the road. They ended up running away with it, obviously. But uh, we we all spoke about it on the podcast that that game was definitely winnable. Uh, going up to Sarries with a completely understrength side and 13 changes, it was more of a B team really. And uh, I think that again is quite disappointing. So uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to stick stick with you, Tom, at about six or seven. Yeah, I think perhaps we haven't beaten a, a good side because, to be fair, that there, there aren't that many good sides in the Premiership this season. I think there are three good sides in the in the league, and and, and yeah, we haven't managed to beat them. And uh, and I think I'd go for 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 a five out of ten for the, for the fifth place team uh, in the league for for reasons you guys have pointed out, and 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 for the fact that it is so close, and and we could just easily uh, in a couple of weeks' time be looking back, and, and we could be out of the top six, and and then I, I think we would be quite disappointed. Um, but it's a really interesting uh, talking point. So. so so do get in touch with us uh, on Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug uh, with your season uh, evaluation. Uh, we're talking the Premiership here, I think, um, and, and perhaps a mark out of ten that that, that you would give uh, the blue, black, and white um, after halfway through the, the 2018-19 season. Um, one positive that, that certainly has uh, come on. Um, over the course of this season, is Bath United. Uh, and another win for them uh, this weekend against Harlequins. Um, a 17-29 win uh, against Harlequins A, obviously. Uh, that's three wins in a row for Bath United. And another really strong team put out by the club. So I think that's really... that, that The performances in that uh, competition, I think, really do have a reflection in how the, the whole squad is, is playing and, and, and perhaps the, the depth of, of the, the squad uh, at this moment moment in time is perhaps deeper than, than we first thought at the start of the season Tom yeah and um, you know often with, with with Bath United games there is sometimes a bit of a, a mismatch um, in terms of experience um, and you know we've, we've spoken about we have fielded a strong Bath United side for the last last few weeks and that has translated into into good results for us notably against um, Exeter and Saracens you know the Harlequins side that we played that, that we beat did have some first, did have quite a few first teamers in, you know, just looking down the team sheet. A lot for a lot for Dimitri Katrakalis, Aaron Morris, and even uh, Ben Tapawai in the centre. So, um, mm. yeah, yeah, we beat a, a strong um, Harlequin side. So, um, again, another positive for, for, for Bath United and for the, the club as a whole with the under 18s, obviously, um, uh, with that big performance over Exeter as well. Yeah, I think Bath United uh, certainly looking strong as we go into to 2019. And as we go into 2009, it's very common for, for people to do New Year's resolutions. And I think ours as a group uh, on a personal level will be uh, perhaps have a couple of weeks off the booze and, and give our, our livers uh, a little break. Um, but, but if we're talking more um, in terms of the club uh, and, and rugby, uh, have, you, any, have either of us got a, a New Year's resolution? Uh, Tom, have you or Charlie, have you? got uh, a new year's resolution for, for 2019 yeah so uh um i'll go stick one out there for the club and i think uh, it'll it'll be uh, pretty obvious on some of the stuff that i've said but uh on the field i think we really need to start taking our opportunities a bit more um uh, and we should really aim to look after the ball more when we get into when we get into 22s uh, and because i think that is the difference at the moment between us being a good team, you know, in sat in fifth, and being a really good team that can actually compete for the trophy and the Premiership title. Uh, so I don't know if you boys would agree with that. I think that's one of the main things that uh, our performance on the pitch has, has been missing. And if if that's something that as a squad 
we can we can pull together and and, and get that sorted out. Uh, I think twenty nineteen may be a very positive year. Yeah, and one that's one one for the club. I, I'm going to do a New Year's resolution uh, for myself with regards to this podcast now. And I, I think we, we all listen back to these podcasts um, uh, and and re- really enjoy them, like like we hope the listeners do as well. But one thing that I've noted over over the past weeks, maybe not the the past two weeks, but but certainly previous to that, um, was the use of the word frustrating and frustratingly. I think that kind of has been been a reflection um, on Bath's uh, season so far and, and on Bath. Uh, last couple of seasons but but my new year's resolution uh, and you boys will have to to track this uh, and keep me um keep me on this my new year's resolution uh, going forward is i'm not going to use the word frustrating or frustratingly on this podcast for the whole of 2019 i'm i'm coming back i'm, I'm going to be re- ultra positive this season um this bath can do something uh, in the premiership this season I, i'm i'm pretty sure of that and 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 therefore i'm gonna i'm gonna be do my best to be as positive as I can and, and therefore I'm not going to use that word um, this year. And Tom? Well, I'm, I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure what's going to last last longer, that, that New Year's resolution or the, uh, the dry January uh, New Year's <laughs> resolution, G. I think bets are on on that one. <laughs> yeah, nor am I, mate. Nor uh, am I. Yeah, I think my, my New Year's resolution then, another one for, for the club and it's something that I found uh, quite frustrating, uh, G. Um, <laughs> Over the last few weeks in particular, we've spoken a lot about having more clarity um, around the injuries um, that we have at the club. Um, and, and we've definitely seen massive improvements, obviously, with the, with the injury sort of um, updates table published um, every week before the matches. But I do, I think a consistent theme we've seen with that is that potentially the club is overly optimistic about when we're going to see players back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking particularly about uh, Jonathan Joseph and, and Toby Falatau. You know, jo- Jonathan Joseph, we, we were told, um, would, would be returning to action sort of sometime in November initially. And that time frame has just been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Um, and it's really frustrating. You know, we had a sellout crowd um, against Leicester at the weekend, many of whom I'm sure were looking forward to, to rounding, off, rounding off the year um, but by, by watching our British and Irish Lions, you know, Falatau and, and Joseph in action. And that just gets pushed back for, for reasons that, you know, aren't, aren't quite clear. Again, this week, um, Todd Blackadder saying that Joseph probably won't be back for another two or, or three weeks. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really good that the club uh, are trying to be more um, transparent around, around the injuries that we have. But, um, yeah, I think it would be helpful if, if um, those sort of projections were, were a little bit more accurate. I, I I can see what you're saying, Tom, and I, it, it is frustrating, certainly as fans. But obviously, and I, I know you'll know this, but uh, rehabilitation process uh, can have step forwards and steps back. Uh, we've already seen with the likes of um, Anthony Watson, who who had to go back in for extra surgery, for example. It shows you, uh, you know, it's a plain and clear example of uh, of how things can go wrong. Um, but it. We'll just we'll, it, it is frustrating, uh, and the medical team will do. Sorry, this is me speaking on, on behalf of Gabriel, uh, especially talking about medical teams. I know that that does 
um, irritates you? <laughs> I'm going to have to find, um, I'm going to have to go on the, uh, a synonym site on, on Google after the podcast so I can uh, actually express my, my actual opinions. Um, I think you are right, Tom. I, I think the club aren't, are definitely not deliberately trying to, to mislead the, the fans. I, I don't think we're suggesting that, but I think what you say, step forwards and step back. So I'd quite like to see a, a step forward with one of our players. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, good New Year's resolutions, guys. Uh, and if any of you, um, any of the listeners have a, a New Year's resolutions for Bath or, or for you, you as a, a fan of Bath, then do get in touch with us at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, or, or send us an email, bathrugbyplug at gmail.com. Right, let's look forward, guys. And our, our first game of 2019, uh, we travel to, to six ways uh, to play uh, struggling Worcester Warriors. Um, Charlie, what have you, you made of uh, Worcester's season um, so far? Uh, well, we are in 2019. I think I'm going to put my colours on the mask. And I think this is the side that will be going down this year. Uh, they have struggled against most of the teams. We beat them pretty convincingly and comfortably when they visited the wreck. So obviously we're away at six ways and that does that does count for a lot. Uh they uh they they have been uh they've put up a couple of surprise performances and we'll just hope that one of those excellent performances don't appear. But I think our defence has shored up and is good enough now to turn over this this team. Uh and I think it'll it'll be a, a happy start to the year. Tom, you've mentioned this this block of uh, fixtures as as key again uh, with with three perhaps winnable fixtures uh, over the next three weeks. Uh, do you think do you think we're going to kick off with a with a win against against a struggling Worcester side? Uh, I, I think we will. Worcester have been another one of those teams that's been very much up and down. Um, they have struggled. They are sitting in eleventh um, in the league currently, but they have shown signs of you know performances running Saracens away very very and. You know, they probably will feel aggrieved that they didn't come. Um, oh, that would have been even sort of a losing bonus point. But, um, yeah, Charlie, I think you're right. We beat them currently 28-13. Um, we played them at the wreck um, in November. And what I remember sort of from that day was, a, you know, another big set performance. Um, we disrupted uh, five of their 13 uh, lineouts on that day. And just looking down mm. the league tables... Um, do, doing a little bit of, of, of sort of research there. Um, they've got the worst sort of line-out success rate out of any team um, in the league at only 77%. Um, so I think that is going to be a real area. Um, to t- yeah, definitely. Definitely. The line-outs and scrums. Week. Um, yeah, sorry. Sorry, uh, I, I thought you'd you cut out and I thought that you'd finished your point. But I was saying it definitely line-outs and scrums uh, definitely an area we've got to target. And I think that is... It seems to seems as if we are repeating ourselves on that almost every week, but it, it is definitely our, our our set piece is one of our strongest weapons, and I think every team should fear that in the league, uh, especially when we've got uh, when, when when we've got a full strength side. It really is dangerous. Yeah, without Nathan Cat, obviously looks to be out for 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 three to four weeks, I think. Um, so I think yeah, big game for for Jacques Van Ruen and, and whoever comes onto the bench there because the set piece will be absolutely uh, pivotal. Um, and and another area that will be pivotal again for us will, will be the back row. And we've we've lost you know Garvey who sometimes plays in the back row, but also Sam Underhill by the sounds of it will be out for for another few weeks. And and then it's Six Nations just round the corner. Um, so so I think we we may not see Sam in. in 
in a, in a Bath shirt for, for a little while now. And so I think, you know, the performances of Tom Ellis, uh, I imagine Zach Mercer will come back into the, the number eight shirt uh, and an area that we can we can really target. And I think Mercer um, will really enjoy the, the artificial pitch uh, at six ways uh, and a big game for him because, he you know, he he has been dropped, he will not, not selected the last three weeks on merit of, of other players' performances. So so a big game for from Zach uh, and, an, and a really big game for us, I think, at, at six ways. Um, Tom, Tom, what else? What would you like to see if, if there was one thing that, that you that we that you saw which would make you happy against Worcester? Uh, what would it be uh, this weekend? Yeah, now we're going to into the new year. We should probably take stock of our accounts and predictions uh, a little bit more. And uh, you know, one of my predictions was uh, that Max Wright would make the the thirteen shirt his own, and, and uh, he had regularly. I think part of that is is through injury, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see a, a Max Wright Max Wright hat trick and a and a bonus point win uh, against Worcester. Yeah, I think the one thing I'd really like to see uh, is a bonus point. Uh, we've got three winnable games now, and I think you know when you look at the league table, us not not taking bonus points it is a real factor in why we're perhaps not putting ourselves at the top of this chasing pack. So a bonus point win uh, would go would go down nicely, I, I reckon, Charlie. Yeah, I definitely agree. And if we can deny them one as well, that would be a, you know important uh, because. We have let quite a few teams get bonus points against us as well. Mm. You know, I I thought it was a shame. You know, as you said, Gabriel, we didn't come away with that try bonus point. But it also disappointed me that we let Leicester, who didn't have their greatest performance at the weekend, go home with something. And as you say, it is competitive and tight, and these bonus points count for a lot, and they will do coming into the uh, coming into the end of the season. Yeah, so I think we're all feeling pretty positive, uh, and we're gonna. I think I feel like we're gonna kick off 2019 uh, like like we've uh, started. Well, like we've done a lot of our podcasts in 2018 with a clean sweep of Bath wins. Uh, Tom, how many how many points are, are Bath gonna win this one by? Um, just just to sort of reiterate what we're saying now, I couldn't agree more on the bonus point side of things. They are really important. A quick look at the table. Um, it's just us and Sale there with three bonus points um, losing and try bonus points overall. I mean, you know, when you have someone like Exeter um, who, who've got 11 uh, bonus points sitting uh, at the top of the table there, I think that just sort of proves that point. So, um, yeah, completely agree. Um, do think we've got a really good chance of getting it and I'll uh, do a bit of a job on, on, on Worcester. To, so, half by... 21 points. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Away as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Charlie, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, yeah, that, that, that would make me very happy and kick off 2019 uh, extremely well. But uh, I think we, I think we, we will actually get the, the, the full five points. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm going to say Bath by 14 Nice. And in, in light of my New Year's resolution, uh, I think the club aren't even going to give me a reason to, uh, to utter that, that fateful word. Uh, the in F twenty word. In, The F word, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2019. Um, and yeah, Bath, Bath by 20 uh, to, to, to kick off 29, 2019 as we mean to go on. Um, and, and thank you very much for listening uh, again. That, that, that caps off a, another podcast. Um, and yeah, apologies for, for perhaps the, the slightly croaky tones in our voice. 
space. Um, as I say, we're all looking to, to lay off the booze for a bit now. So hopefully that will be, um, that'll be uh, not the case going forward in these podcasts. And sorry as well for the, the, the couple of technical issues that, that, that we have had today. Um, but um, we'll all be back together soon uh, and, and we'll be ready to go into 2019. Um, thank you very much for listening. And if you do enjoy the podcasts, then uh, please do tell your mates uh, and review us uh, on iTunes, Acast or SoundCloud or wherever you get your, your podcasts. Um, and, and do get in touch with us with, with your own views about Bath Rugby uh, at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter, on Facebook, Bath Rugby Plug or at gmail.com uh, on, uh, via email. Um, so thank you very much for, for joining me again, uh, Tom. And thanks, Charlie. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cap off the podcast with a, with a uh, technical issue again. Cheers, guys. Bye.